Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 2000 film Remember the Titans is based on a true story about a high school football team who integrates and working through a lot of the challenges that um, came with that. Uh, joining us today to talk about many of the uh, themes discussed in the, the film as well as well as related um, uh, subtext, uh, so to speak, of the film is uh, Dr. Ashley Perkins. Um, Dr. Perkins, thank you for uh, being here today. Uh, I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank um, you and, for and having I, me. And I sort of stumbled over the intro right there. What would be the, the best way to introduce you? So I have a farm D um, and a lot of people don't know what a farm D is because a lot of times most people don't know pharmacists are actually doctors. So I actually have a doctorate in pharmacy, which is a farm D. Cool. Cool. So, so you probably have the, um, and not to pick on them because I know that many of them might be listening, but you probably get a lot of the anti folks giving you grief about, you know, All you know it? what? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you know, I deal, and I have worked in my career, uh, my husband works for the railroad, so mm -hmm. I have lived in a lot of different places, mm -hmm. um, usually small town America, mm -hmm. so I have been around a lot of different um, patients, and so I have heard a lot of different things, and usually I agree to disagree with them, because mm -hmm. I'm not going to change their mind, yeah. but Patients just want you to listen. And so a lot of times I give them an ear, I give them my opinion, and then they can do what they will with it as they will. And most of the time they disregard what I say, but yeah. that's okay. I, <laughs> I have gotten used to that yeah. for 12 years. <laughs> Definitely. And, and I did want to just, just mention that up, up front because like that, I, and I've said this before on, on previous episodes, um, I am not a fan of the whole, you know, anti, you know, fill in the blank and picking sides. Right. Um, and it, cause that's not fair to you. And that's not fair to other um, mental health care professionals to kind of, you know, or even people go through recovery to, to kind of force them to like pick sides. And it's like, right. okay, well, <laughs> you know, so I'm not, right. I'm not a fan of this. So I just, I, just want, I hope that was okay to just mention up, up front oh, for no, those who absolutely. might be. Because just because I don't think it would work for me and I don't think necessarily the evidence says it will help my patient, but if my patient believes in it, who am I to tell them they're wrong? And as exactly. long as they're not harming themselves, then I'm going to let them do what they feel is best for themselves. Exactly. And so I, I just wanted to mention that up front. I know there might be some, some listeners out there who might have heard pharmacists and, and are going, oh, does that mean, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, that's not what this means. We're, you know, this is not yes. that type of podcast. Yes. So I just wanted to mention that up, up front. Um, I, I did also want to mention a, a couple of resources um, up front. I know that there are a couple of crisis text lines. Uh, in the U.S., you can text HOME. H O M E to 741 741. In the UK, you can text SHOUT, S H O U T, to 85258. And depending upon where you are in the world, um, check your, your local listings. Um, Dr. Perkins, um, thank you for uh, being here today. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, one of the, the, the um, reasons I wanted to have you on is. Um, 
the 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 languaging and how we talk about mental health is is, is so important and yes. the, the and, and we see the um not so nice language yeah in, in the film addressing people who are ju just like anyone else <laughs> you know fellow right. american fellow high school students yeah. you know fellow football players and just attacking them with not so nice uh, words. And yes. there is in many ways a, a parallel to the, you know, the wild and wonderful world of, of mental health. And, uh, you know, and it's not, not the same thing. And I'm, I'm not at no point saying it's the same thing, but there are some, right. some, some parallels as far as yes. using you know, the whole the whole sticks and stones things um i don't isn't that yeah. funny how you learn that when you're little and then when, when you get to be an adult it's sort of well what a second <laughs> i don't think yeah. that's necessarily true because sticks and stones can be or the, the words can be very hurtful and and yes. to the issue of treatment can be an obstacle in many in many mm -hmm. respects it's funny you mentioned the sticks and stones because prior to 2019, sticks and stones may break my bones and words could never hurt me. Yeah. I was always of that understanding. And then in 2019, actually two years ago to the day yesterday, I had an individual use my mental health against me, discriminate against me. And those words sent me through nine months of some of the hardest situations I've dealt with. And that's when I really started to latch on to this idea of language and what it does and how it affects other people. And I understand that for some people, words don't bother them. And for them, that is wonderful, that is great. I truly wish I was one of those people, but I'm not. And I really, I'm the type of person that once I latch onto an idea, I'm going to dive in and I'm going to learn every single thing that I can learn about it. And I, I've just been fascinated by this idea of language and how we really relate to other people through language. Um, and one of the parallels I pulled from the movie was, remember, I love football. And I love football movies. And remember, The Titans has been one of my favorite movies forever. And when you look at that movie and you watch that movie, these individuals are trying to learn to look past what they see, a skin color. They're trying to look past that and learning to get to know somebody. And when you bring that parallel to mental health, mental health um, sufferers and those who have mental diseases get a label. And once they get this label, it's almost like people can't look past that label. People see depression, anxiety, bipolar disease, and they see these labels, but that's it. And they take those stereotypes of each one and they're like, this is how this person is instead of taking the time to get to know the person, the human being, because those labels aren't who we are we're, we are who we are. And those labels damage a lot for a lot of people and people getting to know you. Definitely. And I, I, 
the um, I was going to mention that because there's an early scene in, in the film where Coach Boone, the the Denzel Washington uh, character, he arrives at the at the school to meet the 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 other coaching staff, and there are a few early scenes where he sort of is. Th- thinking hey do I really want to you know step on step on this landmine and and you know pub my my family through all this 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 crap and mm-hmm. he just he kind of decides okay well you know what I uh, you know I worked for this I I you know I I you know they they hired me to you know and this is what, I, what I'm here for and it it does speak to what you just you you just said I mean he's he's trying to talk shop <laughs> with yep some some at this point co-workers that the fellow um coaching staff who mm-hmm. comes in there with, with with labels not even wanting to talk about coach boone's experience at these other high schools mm-hmm. and they just you know show up ready for battle without yep. even stopping to think okay well do we really want to be bad? <laughs> you know, so it, it, yeah. it, there's, a, there's actually it's funny you mentioned that because that that scene was like right there in, in the film where their their labels are in the way of them getting to know their new coaching staff. Exactly, exactly, and you know, and you can see it in the the two uh, characters who are um, Coach Yost. And then his um, assistant coach, mm-hmm. you see that throughout the, the story as they start. Yeah, and that was the, the character played by Will Patton, the, the assistant yes. coach, Bill Yost. Yes. And you see that disintegrate because one coach Yost is willing to look past that to get to know the people while the other coach is not and he ends up quitting because he can't get past those labels. And I think that just goes to all of it is that opening our minds up, judging people less for the things we don't know, and just getting to know who they are. Because I, I am fully willing to admit that I used to judge people a lot harder than I wanted to admit. But when I started to advocate for mental health and mental diseases, I had to take a time to self-reflect on my own biases. And I had to look at how do I, what language do I use? How do I interact with people? And I realized that I was just as guilty of it as anybody else. And so through that self-awareness, I was able to take that time to say, hey, if I'm going to do this, I need to change my own language. And that's when I really went on understanding how I talk and how I speak and the impact it has on people. And my patients are so much more appreciative when I am willing to listen to them and speak to them in a way that they feel like I respect them. And that's huge for people. When you just get on their level and talk to them like a human being and you're just watching what you're saying because you don't wanna hurt their feelings, you can have wonderful conversations and you get to know people. And that's Definitely. what this is all about. Definitely. I, now I wanted to ask you on that point. Is there any, does it ever get to a point where there, there, there's some stuff where you you sort of draw a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like a, uh, 
a, a, thr a threshold point where you, you can't hear. And what, what, let me give it an example of what I'm talking about. Um, there is a, um, I guess, a, 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 a school of thought or philosophy, whatever you want to call it, that, that, that there's no such thing as mental illness. And I am not, a, you know, obviously, uh, you know, people want to believe that that's, you know, knock yourself out. I, I, I don't agree. <laughs> but things right. like that, where if someone is determined that, oh, mental health is, it's just some man-made construct and it's a tool of, of big farm. And you've, you've heard this before. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I... I am very, um, and I'm not going to say I, I don't welcome the conversation because I do, but I'm much more limited with mm -hmm. what I'll afford to that conversation. Right. And so, so, so yeah, so what I mean is, have you gotten to a point where there's some things where you just are at, at, a, at a limit of mm -hmm. what, you, what you could take in as far as that goes? So this is where I usually will tell patients my story. I flat out tell them because most of the time when you look at me and you can see me, I look like every, and I'm using air quotes because, you know, I look normal and people don't think I could have mental diseases because I'm a pharmacist. I'm successful. I have a career. I have a family. I have all these things that stereotypes tell people I can't have if I have a mental disease. So I'll tell them flat out, I suffer from, you know, anxiety, postpartum depression, ADHD. I've attempted suicide twice and they look at me and they're like, not you, you couldn't. I'm like, yes, me. And I'm, I'm letting you know this because it's not fake. I'm telling you, I deal with this on a daily basis. Um, and, you know, I don't prefer the word mental illness. Um, I prefer the phrase mental disease. And, I, and I've done enough research into it that I do have a reason why. Um, you know, illness, a lot of times when people hear illness, we think something that we can catch, flu, a cold, something that if you get near somebody, you're going to catch it and you're going to get sick. Well, we know mental diseases are not something that you can catch. You cannot pass them along to somebody. And so I think mental illness plays into that whole, you need to socially distance from people with mental diseases. Yeah. I use disease because disease means that something in the body has gone from being normal to being abnormal. Something has happened. And um, the normal function of an organ, say, I'll use the example, the pancreas, the pancreas no longer makes insulin. If we no longer make insulin, then we have diabetes. Sure. Diabetes patients then will use insulin or other diabetes medications. And it's not their fault that their pancreas stopped working. They just have a disease. Sure. And this is why I use disease because it's like cancer like diabetes it's like heart disease it's like any other disease out there um one of the common examples i use is um a while back we stopped using std sexually transmitted disease because they're not diseases they're infections they're yeah i've heard yeah stis being yes used. they're stis yeah. now because they are they're infections <laughs> it's something you can catch through sexual based, you know, means. Mm -hmm. 
that's why they change it because they're not diseases. And so that's why we went to infection, STI. And so that's the one that I use because that's where something was taken from being a disease to being an infection. And so that kind of explains why I use mental disease and I use it very common. I mean, I won't use mental illness and a lot of people ask me why, and I'll explain because I think the problem with a lot of people, they're not, they're, they're scared to ask. And I welcome those conversations yeah. because the only way you can learn is by having these conversations. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting though, is I like that, that I, I like the use, the, the languaging of it as disease, specifically what it's with a hyphen. Have you ever oh, seen that, that, yeah. that, that, that usage of it when it's dis and then hyphen ease? I've, I saw that for the longest time, and it was usually um, woo-woo. I say woo-woo affectionately. Um, that that demographic or that population mm-hmm. of um, talking about depression, bipolar, anxiety that mm-hmm. that would typically be the the demographic or population. Typically, you know, the the woo-woo people who talk about you yeah. know, uh, auras and and that kind of thing. Yeah, and. And I thought that was the coolest thing when I first saw that because it was like, okay, well, it, it, it's your, your, your body having that, you know, having everything be easy and just having it, you know what I mean? So when I saw that. I love that. I, well, I'm a very visual person. And yeah. for me, it's like, it's tying the two together when you use that hyphen. And yeah. I kind of like that idea. Um, I hadn't thought about it until oh. just now. Um, <laughs> but I really like that concept of the hyphen tying the two together as mm. you, it's not two separate entities, but it's the same entity. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I really like that. I do like <laughs> that. Um, and I appreciate that. I might start using that as a visual cue because it's a nice thing to kind of tie the two together. Yeah, because I used to see that all the time. Well, I don't I can't say all the time because that would be not not correct, but I would see it more frequently that I do now. Mm-hmm. And, and it was so jealous whenever I would see that because it kind of, like you said, it, it just ties the two together and more accurately communicates that. Um, so by no means am, am I, um, and I think I had um, pointed out when we were um, scheduling that I, um, would it would be in that category of people who, who who sort of asked you about that? Yeah, um, absolutely, and, you did, and I, and I loved that we have conversation. <laughs> and you know, when I've when I've had people, you know, say, "Well, I don't agree with you." Okay, yeah. great, let's talk about that. <laughs> A lot of things that are missing in the United States right now is that controversy with civility (laughs) it's that having a conversation about things we don't agree about but we're having that conversation because we're allowed to have differing of opinions this is and it's another it's just another way of getting to know people it's sorry it's it's democracy in action this 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 right here (laughs) i mean how how much more productive is this than, than storming a federal you know building and threatening to you know bodily threatening bodily harm on people right and i mean and i welcome like i wear mental health and mental disease shirts out in public because i want people to talk to me about it because 
I am one of the, I am one of those people that I don't hide things. I am transparent. I'm out in the open. I want you to talk to me because if not me, then who? And we have to start having these conversations. And, you know, we were able to have a conversation about language and, and that's another thing. Like I fully believe to end the stigma around mental health and mental diseases is language conversation about language because if we're changing the language, then it's similar to, you know, you wouldn't go around saying, I hate this word and I'm going to cringe saying it, but the word retard, we don't use that word because it is inappropriate. Um, I hate that word and people oh, know I, that. I do not like that word at all. Yes. I... And I, it's so demeaning to a group of individuals who have learning disabilities or any other issue um, so we don't use that word. Um, I've taken the word crazy out of my vocabulary because I don't find it helpful to what I'm doing. And if I'm going to lead by example, I can't use that word. So, and, and on that point, um, one of the words that I, st it boggles my mind as to why this is still, still being used. Um, and that word is, um, insane. Oh. Why that? Why the hell is that word? And, it, and it's a legal term that I is know. still being used. Like when someone's you know being charged with, with you know um, you know with, with wrongdoing, that's a word that the lawyers can toss around in paperwork because it's a legal term. Oh. It's not. It's not a diagnostic term in any shape, matter, or form at all. But it no. is. It is a legal term. Yes. And I don't uh, know. I roll my eyes yeah. and I cringe. I watch uh, my guilty pleasure is true crime stories <laughs> and I love them. Um, oh. My husband always makes fun of me because that's what I'm watching all the time. And when they go to court, the first, the first thing out of their mouths, because somebody did something bad, something we don't understand, they must be insane. And for me, I'm like, no. They're a bad yeah. person or they're a person who did something bad just because you don't understand how they could do the bad things they did doesn't mean that they are insane or have a mental disease yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and the other thing that, that kind of ticks me off is when a lot of the not so nice things that certain elected officials will, will, will be doing, you know, not naming names. I know that, who we're talking about. <laughs> it becomes a go-to of okay, well, this this person must be you know fill in the blank. Yep. And yep. that I actually called yeah. somebody out recently because yeah. right after everything that happened at the Capitol happened, they yeah. kept saying that they were all a bunch of mentally ill people, and I said, no, please stop there. Can we please stop taking behavior? Yeah that is out of the realm of normal and labeling it as something somebody has to be mentally ill to do because it perpetrates the stigma that we all are fighting against and it's wrong. Like you can't, we can't do it. And he was like, well, I'm sorry that I used insensitive language. Um, it's a technicality. I go, no, it is not a technicality. I said, this is a problem and this is why I'm calling it out. Because when you take violent behavior 
and you label it mentally ill or mental problems or whatever, then the people who have these diseases have to work just as hard, if not harder, to be considered normal people. Yeah, that's, yeah. And and one thing on on that point, um, as far as like the changing of the guards going on in Washington right now, uh, my understanding is that one of the federal uh, healthcare agencies, and for those who might be listening outside of the U.S., I believe this agency might be Health and Human Services, and I mm-hmm. think there's another related agency. But my understanding is that there has been a uh, not not quite a change in focus, but sort of a change in focus as far as addressing many of these issues in a more language-specific way. As, as you've described. Are you, are you aware of, of that? Um, I have heard through the grapevine that there mm-hmm. might be an increase in funding for mm-hmm. mental health related services and helping people get help, mm-hmm. um, especially because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, the pandemic has brought about feelings for a lot of people that they haven't necessarily dealt with them before and may never have dealt with them had we not had a pandemic. And I think it's bringing into the light the problem that we have in accessibility of help for those with mental health issues and mental diseases, because there aren't enough therapists, there aren't enough, you know, psychiatrists, there's not enough, you know, anything. And I think it's illuminating the problem that has been there for a very long time. And of course, I don't necessarily agree because it's been a problem before this yeah, exactly. and it should have been worked on before this. However, I'm also of the you know thought, okay, we're finally here and we're finally getting what we need. So I'm going to say, thank you. However, I'm going to say so with kind of like a cringe in my voice because this has been a problem for a long time now. Definitely. It it has. Um, Now, one thing I I did also want to mention um, as far as the, the, the movie goes, um, Mm -hmm. one of the things that, that I think is really awesome about the the movie is the, 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 the casting and whatever even that is the, the unofficial narrator in the film is mm-hmm. a, a former uh, a former child actor by the name of Hayden uh, Penitary who would go on to be in uh, shows like Heroes and uh, Nashville, which which mm-hmm. I watched religiously and, and I, I miss that show dearly. Um, but and also Ryan Gosling, I believe, has a uh, yes, small. He's in there. This. So that's yeah. that's one of the nice things about remember the titans is you can watch it and just have this appreciation for oh look that's you know so and so and oh look that's so and so and don't you like that when you can watch a movie like that where it's it's still recent enough that it's recent but mm-hmm. it's a few years old and you can still have that that pest of oh, time yeah. when you're watching the watching the different and maybe that's why i like the movie so much i mean i'm embarrassed to admit i've seen it over 50 times my husband won't watch it with me because (laughs) i quote the entire movie um but it's just one of those stories that you can grasp onto and then yes the casting i mean i i love denzel washington denzel's one of my favorites 
and he's a wonderful actor and you know watching Ryan Gosling and and Hayden and you know she's she's a young 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 girl in this movie and now she's an adult and you know and you watch it and you just enjoy watching it because it was also good acting and they really embodied the story and I think that's why you get so pulled into it because overall they just did a very nice job and I've read that they did take some you know hollywood yeah yeah. um royal you know that type of thing where it doesn't necessarily follow the the storyline but they have to make it exciting for Mm. hollywood but i still think the the essence of the story of integration and the difficulty and looking past you know what people look like to get that's there and and that's really? something that i think in real life they lived definitely and my understanding is that this is a disney film so yeah. those with disney plus when you're done with this podcast you can you know hop on disney plus and and, and watch and watch the movie I, I own it on vhs oh yeah <laughs> yeah i am so happy to hear you say that because <laughs> i have so many movies on vhs uh, some of which are not really mental health related, so I can't really talk about them on, on the podcast. Uh, but so many, and I still have a VCR, actually two VCRs. I think we do somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, that was the first, one of the first VHSs when I went to college. That's one of the first VHSs I bought <laughs> so yeah. I could have it at school. Yeah. So I'm dating myself, yeah. I know. But... And VHS does not pixelate like a DVD mm-hmm. does. I no. mean, you don't get the best, you know, crystal clear quality, but who cares if it's a good story oh. and you're liking the movie? I, there's some movies where I don't care if I have the best picture quality. And remember, The yeah. Titans is a movie where I don't care if I have, if I don't have the best picture quality. <laughs> it's yeah. a good story. It's an uplifting story. Yes. Um, one thing, actually, and on, on that point, um, and I don't know if this will be airing before or after, so I might as well say it. Um, I am, and you mentioned language, and that seems to be the, the, the theme of this episode on uh, language and, and verbiage. Uh, remember, the Titans is by any stretch of you know any any person's definition would be considered a um, a feel good movie. Mm-hmm. I do not like the term feel good movie because <laughs> it tends to suggest it's like like a like a lifetime sort of movie or like a movie of the week and it's mm-hmm. it's like a like a Penny Marshall movie. Yeah. I, I, I love Penny Marshall movies like like Big and Renaissance Man or whatever, but they mm-hmm. get a lot of criticism as far as being overly manipulative, as far as the music, as far as Doing, doing what you can to get you to cry. Never yeah. mind if it's a good story or not. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm sort of iffy on the term feel good movie because it sort of indicates that there's, that the story itself is like irrelevant, but there's all this other stuff that sort of like pushes you along to feel a certain mm-hmm. way. And I'm of the, I'm of the opinion that people should be free to react however they want to to the story without assistance from you know the the music score or whatever and and i had never really thought about it like that (laughs) because remember the titans still works without a lot of the soundtrack because the soundtrack plays a big a big part in that i mean my favorite one of my favorite parts is when the football team decides to dance 
as oh, yeah, their yeah. like warm up yeah. because they're trying to like again they're having those issues of coming together so they decide that they're going to dance instead and and that's a wonderful it's a great part and i love it and the music makes that part of course but at the same time you get the feels because here are a bunch how many football players other than like in the end zone when they get a touchdown are going to like sit there and dance in front of everybody, you know, these big old (laughs) football players, the stereotype, you know, I have to be tough. And, but here they are dancing and doing silly moves. And again, it just, it humanizes the, the people and the role and the story and, you know, but you're right, you know, without music, you still have a story. Yeah, and, and, and a story like that, it's, it's a great story, and mm-hmm. it does have a lot of uh, relevance to um, discussions about mental health, and and um, and honestly, I, I'm fine with mental disease. Um, I, I'm fine with that. I know that the many times in public policy, the, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the languaging of it yeah. plays a huge role. In, mm-hmm. in funding and plays a huge role in whether something gets approved, whether something gets, whether there's, there's the funding for it or the grants for it. So right. I, like that, it, it does raise some initially, but I, oh, yeah. I really don't have a problem with it as long as yep. the, you know, the end result is, Right. is is you know having the, that greater awareness and the, yeah. the conversations that just what we're having and um so I'm, I'm i'm fine with it to be honest with you <laughs> yeah i mean you know before again before 2019 i didn't i these things were even like on my radar but you know once you go through a situation and your your eyes are opened you know now i see it all the time and i'm always like you know, I hear mental illness and I cringe. Um, and I decide, do I feel like having the conversation? Do I feel like bringing it up? And with people I care about, I always have the conversation with, um, one of my students was writing a paper and was using mental illness. And I had mentioned, Hey, why don't you change it to disease? It's, it's a little better. Um, and she was like, but why? And I explained and she goes, Oh my gosh, I never, I never thought of that, but you're right the language we use can be so impactful. And I was like, absolutely. I was like, and you, again, until you talk about it, the other phrase that I've started to notice reporters starting to change this. And I kind of do a little cheer oh, when they do I don't it wanna, right. I don't, I don't want to interrupt, but are you going to say the, the C word as it relates to, to, to suicide? Yes. Okay, so I wanted to stop because I, I am so happy. Is that, is that what the one you were going to say? Yeah, I, I, okay. yep, I was going to talk about that phrasing because I do a little cheer when the reporter gets it right. And yeah. I'm like, I, and every time like I want to get on Twitter and start tweeting at him, thank you for using yeah. the proper phrase. Um, we don't commit suicide. People exactly. do not commit suicide. Oh. You know, people commit crimes. You know, you commit to do better for yourself, but you don't commit suicide. Suicide is a very complex thing and it is how mental diseases kill patients with mental diseases. That's how, that's how we die from our diseases is through suicide. It's die by suicide. Um, when somebody dies by suicide, that is the proper terminology. That's the proper phrasing. Um, and it is so much 
nicer to the family. It's exactly. so it's much more respectful to the family when you say they've died by suicide. Um, so that is really a phrase that is important. And I have noticed that actually I was watching CNN yesterday and one of the reporters, um, they were talking about another police officer, unfortunately, who died by suicide. And he used the proper phrase. And I did. I started doing a little like the pump <laughs> in the air, like uh-huh. all exciting. Yeah. They got it right. And yeah. that for the family just I can only imagine makes them feel better than hearing committed suicide. Like I I just find it very crass. Exactly. One of the things, and with what I'm about to say, I'm just making this um, all the more timely. (laughs) So this is being recorded uh, tail end of January, uh, likely be hearing this in in February. Uh, But as we speak, uh, there is a Russian, um, uh, freedom fighter, I don't want to say that yes. word without sounding flippant, who is under arrest in, in, in Russia uh, for protesting um, the, the policies in, in Russia. And there have been protests in, um, so for those who might be listening in Russia, I want to let you know, I, I stand with you and, um, and, and, and whatnot, but, but um, there was, there was some articles coming out of what's going on in Russia right now where that where the c word was being tossed around in so far as his his de- detainment and i just wanted to scream it's like come on guys you know get with so i was just so upset so when i when i saw that because here you've got the eyes of the world on russia again and you've got someone in in you know being being um, you know arrested in in, in detention and they're tossing around the C word as it pertains to if he might not, um, yeah. you know, make it out alive. And it's like, I don't think that's altogether yeah. necessary or even helpful to what they're on the streets protesting for. Um, you know, it, it, it seems like a minor trivial detail, but yeah. I, I think it's something that why is it necessary to, to throw toss Edward around when yes um I was also watching um Jeffrey Epstein of course died yeah. by suicide yeah. while incarcerated and um the her name is is like away from me currently but there was a woman who was also like it was his girlfriend oh, or something g- like g- that g- Gislaine or Gislaine Yes. And she had been arrested. And I saw so many comments about maybe she'll just die by suicide, this, that, and the other. And I was like, no, 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 no. Okay. People can be, can do bad things, Mm -hmm. but we don't wish suicide upon them. Exactly. It is not okay. And it also furthers that stigma that suicide is just like a one-off thing. Like you just one day, all of a sudden, no, it is a long process of a disease that you're trying to cope with just pretty much knocking you down so much that you're in so much pain. And I can, I mean, as a two-time survivor of suicide, I can say at my lowest point, I was in so much pain and so much agony that I just wanted it to end. And this was at seven, after seven months. Mm. 
of dealing with this. So no, it was not just some decision that I flippantly decided to do. It was something that was on, like, it's so complicated. And when people throw it around, like it's just uh, any other thing, it's not. And that's, and that's another reason why it's so important that people like you and I are very vocal about, you know, when you do throw certain, certain things around it, it, it just diminishes the people who have died. Yeah, it, it, it denigrates so many people and it, it obviously denigrates the English language and proper usage of the English right. language. And um, so, yeah, I, I, um, definitely agree I, I i wanted to um and actually one more comment i i gotta i gotta ask you about this is this episode is probably going to be probably the most timely that, that I'll, I'll be uploading um but on a future episode um i i will likely be discussing there there's a, a classic book by uh william faulkner um sound and the fury and um the, the languaging and obviously talking about have you ever have you ever read that book or, or, or i have or, not um lost by suicide is a, and i'm not spoiling anything for those who haven't um read it but that is a major um st- plot point in, in in the story i think the way the book was written though it's a very difficult to read book as far as like stream of consciousness and a lot of the, um, I don't know how people would have read it when it came out, which was what, 1930s, 1940s range. Uh, but that's another example of a seed being planted by someone reading that book. And I don't necessarily know if it was in the book itself, because the book is like, mm-hmm. it's very, a, a very difficult to read. I've been reading it since, end of last year. I think the wording though is in the Cliffs notes or the Spark notes, mm-hmm. which like those are supposed to be like the accurate reading tools to help read a book. And yeah. they're, they're the ones promulgating, you know, the not so nice things about suicide. <sighs> so it's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, well, so someone's already having difficulty reading a book, which would be like 99% of people reading the book. And that's like, what is like, that's not what Faulkner was writing about. Right. You know, I'm speechless, which yeah. a lot of times I am because I'm like, if you're going to be in journalism, if you're going to be in, you know, a, a writer or things like that, you would think language and how we use it would be at the top of the priority list yeah. to make sure that you're not losing a population of those that are watching you exactly. or reading your book or cliff notes or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um And it's something for me when I was working in very different environments um, where I, I'm a city girl. I I grew up in cities and then I go to all these small towns as an adult and they, they just have a very different environment. They have a very different way that they were raised Mm -hmm. and it's not okay for me just to say, because I grew up differently, I'm going to step all over your values. It's my job to learn about them so that I can make them feel comfortable. 
And I think a lot of the times people forget that, yeah, you're allowed to say whatever you want to say, by all means, you go for it. But sometimes it's just better to learn about the people around you so that you can feel like you're part of the group (laughs) instead of just trashing the things that they believe. And, you know, I just, for me, it it was always something that I want to connect with my patients. And if I have to connect with my patients by learning about who they are, then that's what I'm going to do because I, I, I can't be effective as a pharmacist Mm -hmm. if I can't connect with my patients and they're not going to listen to me. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, the 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 huge take home point for this episode is obviously be watch how you you um, talk and how how you um, talk about um, you know bipolar, depression, um, schizophrenia, you know, et cetera, because uh, the words we use definitely do make a difference. (laughs) They, They 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 really do. Um, now, I do want to mention, um, as we wind down, um, I did want to mention um, a, a few more resources for those out there. I know that there is Mental Health America, MHANational.org is their website. There is NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI.org is their website. Uh, there is MadInAmerica.com. Um, now, doc- Dr. Perkins, how would people contact you if they have any, any questions or wanted to, to learn more about what, what you're doing? Well, I have a Twitter feed, whatever you call it. I'm not social media like yeah. I'm, I'm dating myself again, but I do tweet. So it's at because I matter. Mm-hmm. And then um, of course, email by all mm-hmm. means, you can email me. Um, my email address is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, period, Perkins, P-E-R-K-I-N-S, zero eight at gmail.com. Okay, good deal. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. And thank you for having me. Likewise. Thank you, um, those of you at home or at work or driving home from work or wherever you may be. Um, stay safe, everyone. And um, talk to you next time. Uh, Bye.